Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Okay, Nat. You were nervous. You thought I was uh, distracted. You get nervous over little things. You're a perfectionist. I thought you were tweeting again. I wasn't tweeting. I was uh, texting. Oh, okay. I only... Completely different. Yeah. Checking the markets and tell I mean, it's panic. Did you not know the topic of this uh, fucking show for 30 episodes already? Well, we're talking about panic? <laughs> yeah, I checked my phone. I no panicked. Wonder, no wonder you're sweating I don't talk time. to you. You're casual. I got this perma-fucking gloss on my face of sweat and angst. <laughs> To take a deep breath. We're in the cave. Rachel's living in the cave. She's upstairs stressing out. We have this, uh, I would say it's just the most fantastic condo in Phoenix that Ellen and I lived in. And now is Social Leverage's headquarters. The canoe has turned in one of the my master bedroom, Ellen and our master bedroom, into a podcast studio. It's fantastic. A Purell. There's a Purell dipping dots over there. I've been eating Purell. And what I found is, it's really, my poops smell pretty good. My poops come out just with this little gloss on them. It really stays with you, Purell, for like three or four poops. All right, a little fact, a little side effect. Pretty disinfected. Why people don't share this stuff. This is, what my, this is why my podcast is seeping into people's brains, <laughs> is I'm speaking truth. Manscaping and Purell eating. Um, you know people are eating Purell. People that watch Fox News or Chloronique and Purell, they're just they're well, taking a cocktail. Yeah, well, I read one guy just died of it the other day. I don't even believe it. Right. Just No one can be this dumb. <laughs> oh, All wow. you have to do. Now, I get it. People are in, in a panic, like your job. I get it. I totally get it. I, don't, I can't imagine what that feels like, but I get it. Like I was telling my son, hello, stay in your home for two weeks. Call Amazon, Netflix. Like, come out of the hole in two weeks. This is spring. The sun should be shining. And then fucking lay into people and figure out how to survive like every other American. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're lucky. Yeah, we are. And as stressful as we are, we're lucky. All right. Today is an important thing because we're going to talk about the, the three things you can arm yourself that will prevent you ever from panicking. Used to be knowing languages. I think languages was knowledge and you could travel the world and, 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 and speaking a language uh, was was a gift that no one, you speak how many languages? I only speak two properly, but I understand another two or three more. Okay. Well, what a gift. Now you're underachieving based on that, but that's between you and uh, yeah. your God. The, uh, <laughs> Thor and Odin. <laughs> Thor and who? Odin. Oh, is there a God named Odin? Oh my Lord. Every Are fucking, you not into the Viking stuff? It's everybody like everybody has stuff. their own Utah. It's like every other country in the world's Utah, <laughs> really? right? Like Utah has what is it? The Mormons, and you've got I Odin, so, yeah. and you have Odin. Yeah. Why is okay? No, we're not even going to go there. So you have a, a gift that's languages. Now that gift, well, that brought you to the U.S. and that was a gift for you. That was the power of the language. Exactly. Okay. The one language that people can learn that they can do anywhere in the world is investing. You don't give a shit about that. Uh, and great, you're a, you work with your hands, you're an engineer, you're a thinker, you're a creator. Um, so there's that language, which I think I could survive on my own as long as there was mm-hmm. not uh, 
as long as the banks, as long as no one stole my money. Right. Um, the other thing that's going to become more important than ever is marketing. I've been talking about this for two years because in a world where everybody can buy an ad on Facebook and find uh, their doppelgangers, um, that's become expensive. Meaning to go buy a doppelganger is a lot more expensive today than it was eight years ago because everybody's buying doppelgangers on Facebook. So in that era, now you have to get creative. So not only do you have to have the best product, you gotta get creative. So, um, so engineers never have to worry. Uh, they will find work. Um, and, but good marketers are gonna be coming in high demand. I agree. Creativity is even more important than ever. Yeah, this, this little boondoggle of them two months coming up is gonna create, is gonna remind people that they're, they're gonna have to survive by being creative. Uh, so we're going to talk to one of the most creative, ridiculous founders who has overcome many obstacles and laughs, uh, and, uh, startups to catch what's a rocket ship. And, uh, the other thing I tell kids is like, don't worry about what you're making an hour or what your job is. Get a, your job is to find a rocket ship and get a board, maybe a public stock. Most likely it won't be. It's not for kids, the stock market. It is for learning. But uh, if you can go find a local company or a company that you, a city that you uh, can find a way to live in, uh, knock on the door, get in the door, take whatever job it is, and then uh, work your way up and just be aboard a rocket ship. Uh, our guest today is going to be Paul Tran. We're going to call him right now. He's the founder of Manscaped and a bunch of other companies. We're lucky investors. Let's get him on the phone. That's a power move. Eight rings. That's a, that's a record on panic with friends. <laughs> You're a genius. Eight rings. You just, you just, what an entrance that is. Gotta make you wait. <laughs> the, uh, I've given everybody a background. You won't be able to listen to it until you listen to the podcast episode. You are, you are, uh, are you huddled down in San Diego? We are. Yeah. And by so. we, you mean your family or the manscape team? shaving each other <laughs> well the entire landscape team is all working from home so you've um, gone so quickly in, even in growth phase you've gone work work from home yeah um we started that about um two weeks ago so this is uh no actually last week so this is our second week second week. Uh, as, as work from home yeah got it and uh how's that been um it's been really good actually because we 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 were all I mean, we had the infrastructure set up, so mm -hmm. we were on a Cisco in, Cisco environment with telepresence and everything. We uh -huh. had all that set up, so the transition was was seamless. Um, huh. And it's actually been pretty productive because uh, we, you know, there's no small talk anymore around the office. Fuck so you just kind of jump on these meetings. <laughs> Uh, we the, we have meetings scheduled for an hour. We'll get through it in half an hour. But, I know. Oh my meetings God, are well, dumb. Let's go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> meetings are dumb. You know, you've had me in meetings. No one's dumber. <laughs> the uh, so let's give everybody a little background on Manscaped and uh, Paul Tran. Um, so Manscaped is uh, all about groin care, groin grooming, and uh, refining the gentleman. <laughs> Wait a minute, this is new groin grooming. 
That's new. It was below the belt. Now it's groin grooming. Below below the belt was is one way of describing that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, groin grooming is another way. Mm-hmm. Um, but our thesis and our mission is to create the absolute best products for men when it comes to hygiene, uh, without any compromises. Um, so mm. we do not compromise on quality. We do not compromise on active ingredients, mm-hmm. on packaging. We want this. We we focus on making the best stuff. Well, your investors don't, but that's good that you do. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I, I your mind is hilarious. Like I've got every time I talk to you, it's hilarious. What the hell? We met. You hit me up through. Um, on a, on a on like a kind of an angel list idea way back in the day, correct? Yeah, this Diego? was a long. Yeah, this was a that was a long. Our relationship time ago. goes way back, right? There's many passes. Yeah, and I passed on Manscaped like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we met in Coronado. Uh, we had a we had a beautiful lunch, um, and uh, yeah, I guess the rest is history. And at, I was a closet manscaper. I think the first time we pitched, I like loved it. And, you know, in all honesty, we've told the story. Gary and Tom were like, Lindsay, go have a drink. We'll talk about this tomorrow and hoping that I'd forget. And so we met, we met, you didn't do that deal. What were you doing before Manscaped? Um, I was doing a whole bunch of stuff, um, all in entrepreneurship. Um, the other idea that I had pitched you was was with, um, but I, I think going back to going back to you know the, the way that we pitched it, and I think I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through this, is you don't really find you don't really understand the best way to pitch your company or your product mm-hmm. until probably you know your twentieth, thirtieth, fortieth pitch. You know, you just always happen to be like the first ones because. Yeah, you're 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 local in San Diego. We're, we're friends, you know. So I I come at you first, and most of the time it's not the best pitch, you know. Like the, right now, our pitch is so refined. We understand the market. We understand what our products is, where we play, our niche. Yeah. So that I mean, you just you just get so much better at it after the you know the the hundredth time, you know. So I tell uh, that all the time. Like if you're not pitching, time. you're dying. Like you get it. Yeah, and you got it's it's refined all the time. All you, you're the refining time. your pitch all the time. I sit so like and time I come to your office, now, I sit in that different. room and I get nine different pitches and decks and and uh, like this groin grooming, like that's new. It was always below. I was just getting caught up on below the belt. Yeah, you just get you just get so much better. Like like if if you were the later ones, you totally you totally get it. Tom and and Gary would totally get it from the from the get go. Right. Yeah. So, so that was, that was, the, and by the, the way, you were maneuverable back then. Like we were the one that convinced you to go come up with a bigger idea. Like we were the ones that fucking told you, eh, love manscape, go think bigger. And you did. So you took our bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we still are talking. You'll still answer on the 12th ring. <laughs> you know, by the way, that's more than my wife. She'll let it go six. Like, oh, she doesn't know how to use the phone. You were watching it and saying nine. <laughs> it was a stare well, down. Not, see, not many people make Howard wait, so I, I had to. Everybody makes me wait. This is the myth. The um, so how many people are at Manscaped today? I wanted this is a rocket ship, and I think it's fun. I know that for you, it's in real time, and it's not fancy, and you're not like an egomaniac. But for me, it's just I got to learn because we don't get to talk that much. What uh, what's the team look like today? I think we're um, we're beyond sixty now. Where we keep hiring 
I, I think we, you know, once you get past that 40, 50 employees. Wouldn't stage, know that, but yes, go ahead. You, you know, you kind of, you get to a point where I, I think that like the 40 employee stage is when you're really friendly to everybody. You still know everyone. Yeah. And then, um, and then you get to like 50 and then everyone that is below or not, I would not say below, yeah. you know, um, all the, all the, you, you, each department starts making their own hires. Yeah. So it starts growing very quickly without with, without you knowing. That's like you set a budget, and then and then it just starts. It's just you know as as long as everyone adheres to the budget, it just starts exploding. So and I start don't... seeing people that I've never met before. Wow! You know, because yeah. um, I, I don't directly that. interview them. Yeah, I can't stand even looking at Canute. He's my one guy. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and so is that the weirdest thing so far? Because this is their first growth company. Yeah, um, it's it's my first company that scaled this definitely this fast. Right, um, and, and it's I, I would I would say that there's not many companies that scale with this this exponentially. Um, so it, it is really weird because you're you're still on in that a startup mindset. Uh-huh. So you're 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 still chasing one. You know, you say, hey, let me take you out to lunch, and you realize that there's you don't have time for that. Right. You know, you want to meet everybody. You want to you want to spend time, understand their life. You know, they're their kids, their wife, and, and yeah. it just it gets to a point where it's really difficult to do that with everybody. Well, now you can just hand them Purell and turn away, and that's you've done a good deed. You don't have to take them to lunch, and you were thinking of them. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. the new lunch. Here's some Purell. The uh, so I think that was the struggle for me. I think entrepreneurs need to be honest with themselves because the goal is chasing growth, um, and if you're chasing growth, don't be surprised if you get it. And you, if you if you get it, you better be ready to go because most investors can't help you in a in a growth phase. It's more like cheerleading. The uh, and I knew that about myself. It's just really hard to get past ten, twenty people. And then and then I think you're right. Once you're past forty, fifty, it's a whole nother level of skills. But you've hired a lot of good execs around you early, and there was some talent to pull from because you're not the first person to come up with the DTC, the direct to consumer model. Yeah, well, we've evolved from the from DTC very much into omnichannel. So we're in all Target stores right now. We're launching in Best Buy. Um, oh, so you are in we, Target. We, was that was that lead I sent? Any good or no? Equip people. No. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, equip people were great. They okay. were um, su- super helpful in helping us understand um, the, the the relationship with Target and how that what that looks like. Great. I didn't uh, know it came have, together that fast. Fuck, I'm out of the loop. So, so you're now omni-channel. So you're in Target, and how are they marketing it in Target? Um, we have a really close relationship with Target, and you're gonna you're gonna start seeing uh, much more visibility of the of the Manscaped brand in, in Target uh, in the in the coming months. Oh my God, that's um, so exciting. Now, are you going through a yeah. representative, or who's handling retail for you? Because that's a whole different no, we, beast. We, you know, that's that's. I think that's a that's a mantra or something that we firmly believe is that we want to retain all the, the IP in house. So we actually hired a um, we we hired someone as a uh, as, as the, the director of retail, hmm. and so he manages the the target relationship in house. Um, so we, we build all of these things uh, in-house, you know, from, from all the video production to scripting to uh, ad management to media buying, all done in-house. Um, and we, even our international team now is done in-house. We just recently launched um, Australia, Le Ma- Le Manscape? Canada. What do you call it in France? Le Manscape? <laughs> no. Le we, haven't in, <laughs> we haven't launched in France oh. yet. It's just been uh, Australia, Canada, UK just launched. 
So English speaking so, um, places. English speaking places. So interesting. By Q3 of and your of domain helps it be that way, correct? Yeah. This yeah. is when a domain so, matters. Yeah. Well, we we defined the category, and we were right. we were lucky to to secure the domain very early on. Yeah. Um, so Always attack a category from balls up, balls up. You come out <laughs> <of>. <laughs> Literally. So, what do you think was the first time you knew this was going to be a rocket ship? Because I know we had lunch, and you were like stressed out of your mind about like whiff and uh, bandscape. And I said, "Dude, what are you fucking asking me? Get aboard the rocket ship." So, when did you when did you know? Um. You know, I, I got to be honest. You don't you don't really know until you have some some really strong signals because you're in the weeds all the time. Huh. You know, you're managing you're managing revenue from day to day. Uh-huh. I guess we didn't really know until um, I don't know, probably twelve months ago, uh-huh. you know, like, like uh, twelve to fourteen months ago. And what was where it where you felt rev- like like I got to get talent in here fast? No, I felt it was like the the I got the inventory in here. Inventory. That was that was the the big thing because we kept selling out, you know. And we were there, there was there was a time like this is um and I'll tell you a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. So um, a big retailer had placed a uh, a, a pretty sizable order, mm-hmm. and we we were we were out of we were out of inventory even online, right? We had so at that time we had. Thanks for not um, stressing me out at that time. Kudos, check mark. <laughs> um, we had we had forecasted and bought all inventory for all of Q1, and by December 16th, we had sold out wow. of, of the entire next quarters. Right. Um, and so and so this this big order came in, and uh, I actually had to um, fly to India. Uh, sorry, fly to China, be hmm. on the factory floor. Make sure that everything was kitted, you know, and, and manufactured correctly. Oh. Um, I, I I booked two Air China 747s dedicated for all of our products to fly from Shanghai directly to Long Beach mm-hmm. as our, our own planes uh, to bring to to with our cargo to to uh, deliver on time. So it was uh, it was crazy hectic. Um, Again, thanks for not including me in that. I would have just fucked yeah. that up. I mean, this is it. investing is so easy, is what I'm finding out. I just invest and get rich. The uh, so you rented these planes. So how do you even go about doing that? Because you're pretty creative at this stuff. So you were just well, we we contacted our freight forwarder, our freight forwarder contact. Well, who who you know who has gotcha. a, who has planes out there? And it was Air Air China had you know two planes that were that that, that were that was available. So like, okay, we'll take both of them. Wow. They were seven forty sevens. Wow, and and what do you think it is about Manscape that caught on? Because you know you've you've pitched at our LP meeting, and it's fucking hilarious. A year ago, or two, it was a year we canceled this year. So let's say it's a year ago right now, and you get up on stage, and everybody's a startup, and you get up on stage, and you're not a software company, which was the reason we stressed out at the beginning. It was like, how do we get away with this? And people thought our LPs thought it was still a joke. They thought this was like uh, a little comedic entertainment. And then you dropped the revenue line and everybody gave it. I've never heard people applaud at an LP meeting. People applaud. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing. So when, uh, when, so well, you see, see, I learned, I learned how to position it. Yeah. Right. Because like, wait, like uh, that's, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, like, they can, they can see the, the white space, the vision. 
but they don't know how to communicate it effectively. Yeah. So it took it took me, you know, probably 30 pitches before I realized how to exactly position it in your mind where you totally get it instantly. Mm-hmm. So the way that I pitch it now is, you know, if you if you look at the if you can imagine the female body mm-hmm. from head to toe. Hang on, hang on. A, it'll take about one second. <laughs> now, do I have to go on? Uh, yeah. Like Google has, uh, what do you call it, if I'm imagining it? Incognito. Okay, I'm on incognito. Yeah. I have a picture in my mind. Keep going. Yeah, you're incognito. Right? Uh-huh. A, a, a female body from head to toe, there is a brand and a product for every single female care and need you can think of. There truly right? is. That, like times seven. truly is. Exactly. There's, there's everything. Now, now, shift your attention to the male body. You start with the head. You know, dollar shave, I've been uh, using a toothbrush on everything for 42 years. So yes, I know there's one thing. <laughs> so start then, with your then head. You start with your head. Uh-huh. Then you move down to the torso. You got ask the old spice. But uh-huh. when you get to the groin, there's white space. There is no brand that represents the groin care for men. Mm-hmm. See, when I explain it in that way, and that's our opportunity zone. Mm-hmm. So when I explain it in that way, you kind of get it. Like this is the last frontier <laughs> for male hygiene and male grooming. It's the first frontier. For, so, so what's so funny at that at that presentation is like I got all my nephews there, and I'm like pleading with them to at least admit that there's a market for this. And so you have this thing where like the old men thought it was a joke, and you had the women got it, and then the ne- my nephews were denying that they use the product, but they are the customer. They they are the customer, but they don't um, brag about it. They just this. do it. I'll tell you one yeah. thing though. I brought I brought some samples home that you gave me, Paul, and I gave it to my sons, and they were all over it right away. Oh, they were. Oh yeah, right away, and they're yeah. right in you know young uh, upper teens. Yeah, so interesting. And so, if you go retail, how do you get around? I'm jumping all over the place because we don't catch up. That how do we get around the quarterly? So you have two different business models now because you got to have a retail business model and the quarter and the uh, monthly DTC model. So how do you deal with that? Um, you know, we think of ourselves as an omni-channel brand, an mm-hmm. omni-channel comp- company um, that happens to have a really successful subscription business. Okay. So, you know, un- unlike other businesses out there, where we're not a subscription company, we're not a, we're not a, a we it. happen to be digitally native, but we're not a, we're not a D2C company. I mean, we we all products sell on Amazon. We have a really strong Amazon business. Huh. We have a strong retail business. Um, you know, we have a strong D2C business and we have a strong subscription business. Fuck. Even some quiet space. I'm like uh, flabbergasted. It's only three years old, the company. Yeah. And do you think roughly what did, how did you learn? So who were you just fast following what you learned at dollar shave club and other DTC brands or where did you learn the omni-channel approach? Who's your mentoring? Who's mentoring you? Um, I think we just kind of fell into it. Like we, we realized that um, we wanted to be everywhere because the way that we, when we, we step back and, and think about it, you know, this is a white space. There is, mm. I mean, I, I would challenge anyone to, to come up with a brand anywhere in the world that represents, can't do it. I'm going to call it. Yeah, you can't. So this is a white space. Mm-hmm. So for us, this white space is really, is, is we have to decide, you know, are we going to follow in other, other people's footsteps or are we going to be a pioneer and create a, a category and dare we say define that category um, with our brand. So you know, we, we, we decided on the latter, right? We're, we're gonna we're gonna pine, we're gonna pioneer it and we're gonna we're gonna try to get our products in into everybody's hands because we know that we, we created the best products. Right. Right. We don't we don't want to limit ourselves to just online um, or just retail. 
we want it to be everywhere. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, that's what's most important to us because we knew that men were doing this, like men were that was trimming the their balls. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't just use it on my, I mean, I'm like shave my boobs. I got hair everywhere. Ears, hair, ears, sideburns, uh, chest, back, <laughs> lower back, uh, legs. I mean, it just grows in tangles. It's like Scottish, <laughs> it's like a Scottish golf course. The, uh, but you think it's kids are just balls, right? Cause they don't, they don't care about anything else. Yeah. It, it depends on, you know, it depends on your, you know, genetics, uh, ethnicity and, and <laughs> <laughs> how much hair you have. Yeah. This isn't about me though. Okay. So, so yeah. you lead with the, and, and, and here's the first thing where I now start to see people and I go manscaped and they don't know what it is. And then they know the brand lawnmower. So you've got a brand within the brand. That was, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, it's called the lawnmower. It's a trademark term, but, it. um, People, Young people kids know the love the name. Manscape is not as more important as I think. Lawnmower is more reverent, is more relevant to them than Manscape. No, um, you know our our brand recognition, unaided and unaided awareness, has has increased dramatically. I mean, dramatically. People are starting to really understand and see the brand, um, mm-hmm. especially you know when we're doing things like sponsoring the Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, that was genius. Um, yeah, I was getting so many calls. And uh, how did that opportunity come to you? Um, we now have a really close relationship with the UFC. Okay. So we, um, we're we going to be working with the UFC very closely. Um, it was a short fight, but, yeah. <laughs> but we, sponsor, we, we sponsor many of, of But memorable UFC. because um, everybody still remembers Manscaped. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have really iconic characters that we developed, like Jeff Bush. Right. Who? Um, Who? You know, you, got, you haven't seen this. No, it's, no, no. It's, it's called. It's Jeff's Bush. So uh-huh. we created a. We needed a. We needed a PG way uh-huh. to to explain what we do. Uh-huh. Um, because a lot of network TV, you can't go and talk about trimming your balls. Right. Um, so we created a a bush, which is like a tree. Think of a tree that looks like a ball, like a Pac Man ball. Uh-huh. Um, that's all disheveled and hasn't been cleaned. Oh yeah. Talks. So, so did you get approval um, so from me before you did this? <laughs> Cause it sounds like you're making fun of me, but keep going. Um, Jeff and his bush and his, but it's like his little, his little pet, but it's, it's his bush. Uh-huh. Um, he's kind of dis- disheveled. He's not, you know, he's, he's ungroomed, untidy. Uh-huh. And he, when, when he's ungroomed and he's untidy, he's really rude. And he's, um, you know, he's really, <laughs> um, really rude. Really arrogant. Uh-huh. Um, but then Jeff takes the lawnmower and uh, he becomes really uh, gentlemanly. So, <laughs> and is that run that, on that, network that, TV? That, is that have you tried that yet? Yeah, it's running on network TV. It, we're we're creating a really a, a amazing story around Jeff and his bush. <laughs> and how do you? So, what is the hit? The lawnmower or Manscaped? What what's the what's the hit? Where are you directing people to? Definitely Manscaped. Um, Manscaped, you know, we have so many products outside right. of, of just um, So what's the hit products. on that ad? You hit it with Manscaped at the end? Yeah, everything everything is branded, branded Manscaped. Uh, we, we want you to come to manscaped.com. Got it. You know, check out the lawnmower. I'll, I'll give you a little preview that our, our weed whacker is launching soon. <laughs> Uh, so that's actually that would be for you and europeans north especially people up in the fucking northern europe the 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 weed eater what is it called 
bushwhacker? The weed whacker. The weed whacker. Weed whacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The weed whacker is a, is a nose hair trimmer. Oh, so, dude, um, let me just tell you. I'll tell you this. This is maybe inside <laughs> information. What 54 year old guys do. It's, it's like a, it's like, it's our worst nightmare. Nose hair. Worst fucking yeah. nightmare. Now I have a product for me. So well, tell me, cause I used to have to go to sharper image and they went out of business. So, so tell me about the, the weed whacker. You know, honestly, we um, um, this is breaking on on your podcast, by the way, because okay. we have we'll an analysis it on today. But, but is it? Can you get it if we put it up the podcast tomorrow? Or no, no, not okay. yet. This right. is it, this is fresh. It, Got it. This is fresh. And yeah. It's called the Weed Whacker um, by Manscaped, and what does it do? It's called, and it's it's probably the best um, nose hair trimmer oh, out there because that's a monster. Think about it. There's no good nose hair trimmer out there. Like, no, no, you know what the best nose hair trimmer is? And it's kind of like Adderall. I'll just pull it out with my finger. It just wakes me up. It's like taking a shot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I want the smell. I want the smell of smoke coming out of my nose, like with the weed whacker. That's what I want. I want to hear combustion. So, what is it? An electric uh, weed whacker? Yeah, it's, a, it's an electric nose hair trimmer. It's, it's extremely quiet. It has a skin safe technology, so you don't. Uh-huh accidentally cut yourself in your nose now would it be inappropriate uh, if i pulled this out at lunch at a fine lunch and just weed whacked or no i would call it appropriate yes <laughs> but it's inappropriate well there's no rules stuff. yet because there's never been a quiet weed whacker that's true yeah that's true don't judge yeah. okay so anyway so this starts shipping when do you think um probably end, end of april Oh my so God! Shipping the weed That's exciting. And 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 how are you going to launch it? Just uh, through Instagram, TikTok. Well, how are you going to do it? Actually, we have a pretty good presence on TikTok. Right, um, I the, imagine. The the crazy thing is, for me personally, uh-huh. I totally skip Snapchat, but I'm I'm a big like, TikTok user. Oh, TikTok's the greatest thing ever. To watch my kids go six months ago, Max and Rachel were 20, you know, and we're like, "Fuck you, Dad." That's for kids. And then six months later, all TikTok. Like they bit the bullet. So, and here's the so thing between so TikTok and Zoom, millennials were like fucking outgunned. Just when you thought, just when you thought you had ask a millennial, now you got Zoom, which was older people, and now you have TikTok, which were kids. So you had Club Penguin. You had all these. Just you know, Snapchat was like for an age group. Facebook now is for old people, but started out for college kids. TikTok is like a brand, and so is Zoom. Like. Out of nowhere, TikTok and Zoom, for whatever reasons, and some of them are your know, health and, and others are great products, but like have defi- they've gone cross, they've gone up from eight to eighty in no time. You know what it is? I, I my my hypothesis. The miracle. Is the reason that the reason no, nah, there's there's a reason why uh-huh. because people on TikTok has to have some talent. They're gonna put work into it. Yeah. But if you look at the content on Snapchat. You don't put you don't put any work in that's, it. But that's still like, a chatting you, platform. There's no work put yeah. in it. That's a ch- my son uses it to chat and take photos. No one's doing work on Snapchat. Correct. When you when you look at the stuff on TikTok, it like it oh, those those creators it did put a lot of work into it. Great. And by the way, people who say Vine shouldn't quit, Vine sucked. TikTok is so much better. Vine was not the loop thing was dumb. TikTok just got it. Whatever. It's a miracle. Who cares? All it's, it's a great thing for humankind. It takes away the yelling, uh, it takes away like the me, 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 and it puts the hand back in the creators and zoom. Same thing. You know, back then it was called chat roulette. You know what it was? Penises. You know what you get on <laughs> zoom? Like productivity, right? Like chat roulette existed. Yeah. We had, we had zoom 
and we ended up with penises on the screen. And, uh, you know, I was joking today that Zoom hasn't had their penis. Like, I mean, it's amazing that, that people are behaving on Zoom. We haven't heard the Zoom horror stories, but we're going to hear them uh, once the pandemic dies down. So how has this panic affected sales? Uh, you can't really, I don't want you to dive that deep, but like where if people can't go to Target, people, this isn't like a vital item. So how are you planning to weather the pandemic? Well, for, for us, luckily we started on this omni-channel strategy, right? So you can you can get it you can get it at retail, uh-huh. you get it on a website, you get it on Amazon, right? So um, where where you can get you can get anywhere. So because of that, we think that that has really helped. Um, and uh, and the, the the amazing thing is that um, we're still growing through all of this. Hmm. Um, so and which, what's which, the what's the DTC versus retail? Where do you think it'll level out in your best guess? Will retail dwarf DTC in the end? Um, I don't think so. That's not what we would optimize for. No, that's not what you optimize for. But once you're in target, like that could throw off your numbers. Yeah, we, we think that eventually retail will will be a significant part of our business, mm-hmm. um, and and it'll, it'll grow into a significant part of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know through this everything that's going on right now it, it's um, you know we hypothesize that um, as you're staying home you have more time to mm-hmm. you know to groom yourself so um, it's it's amazing and you know I would say seventy five percent of my free time is grooming like I'll just focus on one hair used to be just whack your body <laughs> right like like a lawnmower now I'm just like. 45 minutes on one piece of hair. Even here at the office. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. At the office. So, so it really is a thing. And do you consider yourself a consumer brand or a tech company? Or, Cause that was our issue. I mean, we're investors, but like we struggled at the beginning. It was like, how do we, how do we explain to our LPs that this is a tech company, not something else? So that was our, that was our hiccup. Um, what do you call your, what do you consider yourself now? Well, I mean, originally we, we would, we, we struggle to categorize ourselves as a tech company because we, there is a lot of tech, like all the stuff that, I mean, the hardware that is dying and you know, the engineering that goes behind it. Um, that's, that's mechanical. I mean, and, and that's, that's tech, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but at the same time, we're building a consumer brand. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that for us, it's, it's different because we can, we can go either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of tech in, in our stuff and we, we have multiple patents, right. But, at the same time, we're also building a, a, a big consumer brand. Yeah. And so technology within the company, 65 people, telepresence. So why did you do that over Zoom? You just like, you, you're a bit of a geek. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I love tech. I mean, I definitely am definitely a geek. Um, it was, it was the, the total integrated um, telepresence system that was, that was important to us. Um, I mean, it was, our technology, our communication is is so integrated. Now, is that, that because um, ethnically you're a little short and you just want to seem bigger? So it wasn't about you. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't. Okay. It was. Uh, it was. Just, it was just the simplicity of it all. So that was. That That's was, cool. Um, and does the team like that? That's heavy duty technology, and Cisco is pretty cool for that. Yeah, it, it is. You know, like, Cisco like tries to get. Their, their their customer is the big enterprises. Yeah, right. But for for a small company like ours, you got to be one uh, of the first small companies using it this way. Yeah, it's, it's a, a streamlined communication. 
um, and stream out all of our meetings um, between mobile, email, chat, uh, you know, telephony and video conferencing. It's all in one package. So it's been, it's been and, really And awesome. you find people use it or are they Zooming? Oh, everybody uses it. Okay. So you're not a Zoom everybody company. Can. And what about Slack? Important to you guys? No, this is totally integrated into our, our current system too. Got it. So you don't even platform. have to use Slack or Teams. You just use Cisco. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think they've done a good job marketing in a world of Zoom, but Citrix, same thing. It's amazing. Google too. They blew it. Zoom isn't, you know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> what other things do you have on the right? So you got nose hair, so you're going above the belt. And the creams, yes, are the creams doing hair. well? The cream stuff's hilarious. The, I mean, the, the, the creams are doing really well. Um, I mean, you're going to see us get into a, a, some really interesting businesses. Uh, I mean, our, our crop preserver is the first of its kind ball deodorant. Crop preserver. <laughs> crop? Right. Crop preserver, yes. Yeah, all right. I don't have a crop. Uh, <laughs> what well, to explain crop preserver. It's the first of its kind ball deodorant. Right? It, it, huh. it applies on as a lotion, but it dries as a powder. So if you're playing sports or you are like out in the, you know, you, it's a, it's a, you, it's, you're going for a walk, a run. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we what if you're podcasting? Does that count as athletics? Hey, if you're getting sweaty and stinky down there, you can use it yeah. re- regardless. Yeah. And you, the big thing is it's, it's you, anti-chafing. <laughs> anti-chafing. I like the chafing, so it's not for me. Yeah. The thing I sit for is the chafing. I'm a, really yeah. not the customer of most of these products. Okay. So the crop is that's hilarious. And there's the kit, right? What do you get if you order online? You get a full kit. You get the newspaper. It was hilarious that you lay down on the ground. Yeah, we looked at the entire solution, right? Um, mm-hmm. Some dudes don't don't want to groom right. while they're in the shower because that might clog up your clog up your shower. Yeah, I don't. So we, yeah, so we I do it over my wife's side of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need the newspaper. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh-huh. So, well, anyways, you, so keep, so keep it, her warm. <laughs> Yeah, keeping her warm. Honey, I'm making you a rug. Take about seven years. So, okay, so some you're right. Some people don't don't shave. So so what else is in the package? Yeah, so you, you, we create what we call, um, it's just basically a, a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it's got instructions on it on how to, how to, how to groom yourself, the best way to do it. Um, and you lay it down. You know, you can, you stand on it and it, it collects all the, all the, uh, loose hair that you that you uh, you know, clipped off, and uh, you, you just crumble up the, the the newspaper and you throw it out, and that's it. And if you had, because it's a playful, irreverent brand, have you had a media moment where there's like, uh oh, you have to have had a crisis? Um, crisis. Were you offended um, somebody, or you just were at, the tone was off, or no, you've gotten away with it? You know, I I, I think that. Any any brand, you know, this PC um, world we live in. I'm wondering if you've had a crisis. Yeah. So I, I don't. I, w- I wouldn't categorize it as a as a crisis, mm-hmm. but um, I would say that any brand at scale is going to alienate somebody. Yep. Like you can't. Like you cannot. This has to be the uh, one thing but, that that you know is coming. Yeah. It's it's it, it, when you get when you get big enough, mm-hmm. you will alienate somebody. Like mm-hmm. and and it. At the, those first couple times, it hurts. Scary. It's also writing really, really, like, yeah, really mean emails. Yeah. Like, well, you know, that's not how we meant it at all. You know, like, and when we're, when we're, so this is like, we, we want to be very inclusive, right? right. So we advertise to 
the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. We advertise to the straight community. Um, but we'll have like we'll have like someone sometimes got collateral crisscrosses, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, and then you have you have pissed off people from both sides. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we're, we're a brand, and we just want to be inclusive. You know, if if you're, we want you to be happy the way that you are, right? Mm-hmm. We're not we're not judgmental. And you can be whoever you want, and as long as you're happy, it makes a happier world. That's that's what we believe. But you have right? to train so, the customer support people to understand. I mean, the, the amount of, yeah. of craziness out there. It's hard to like train your team. Stock tots, we have to do the same thing in community. We're dealing with hundreds of thousands of people yelling all day, and we somehow you got to keep the tracks running on time. So, so that's important that that ethos is through the company. Absolutely. So we, I mean. Um, our customer reps are amazing and mm-hmm. uh, they're one of the most important people. In the is that the biggest part of the, the company right now is customer reps? Um, as a department? Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually pretty equal to all, all the other departments because oh. everything, a, a lot of what we do, almost everything what we do is, is done in house. So we have a sizable video production team, yeah. marketing. That team, was always your thing. Operations. You just you knew how to do viral. When we first met, I was just like you were making videos and doing your thing for for your skin cream and for Whiff, and you always knew how to do video. I think that was an edge. And this, we'll end with this: like marketing, you always had an understanding of marketing. I think that's un- misunderstood in today's world, where especially in omni-channel world, where companies. You know, a lot of companies would have been happy just, oh my God, we got a DTC brand and customers are ordering and they just get rest. There's no time to rest if you've got a rocket ship. Yeah. You know, I think at the end, at the end of the day, um, you got to, you got to look at your, we're all humans, right? We all want to feel good. Everyone, everyone seeks out that feeling of feeling good, whether it's, you know, emotionally, physically, uh, what, whatever that is, that, that's that's what we're drawn to, right? Like you, you eat food because it makes you feel better. Um, and I think a lot of companies need to really understand that and uh, and provide that solution. And whether you know whether you're a you know a tech firm um, that is like a TikTok, right? You you watch TikTok because it makes you feel good. You, mm-hmm. You're entertained by it. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, that's the core, right? So for us. Um, we, we want you to feel good. We want you to feel confident. And so then you start working backwards from that and you start seeing like, well, what is the best medium to communicate that to them, right? To, to your audience. What is the, what is the best way with the best message to communicate that to your audience, right? Like, because at the end of the day, you know, if you want, if you want to keep your bush, more power to you. Yeah. You know, if you, if you want, if you, if you want to trim your bush, mm-hmm. then we have the right tools for the job. Mm-hmm. And we would just want to communicate that. Beautiful. And, and, and last thing on the, did you ever do anything with the testicular cancer or is that just in hold? No, that's, that's, that's a really strong partnership. Of so, ours. so this was um, a genius idea you had. So just, you showed me with the pink. So, so tell me how that came, came, came to light. This is your Tom's yeah. thing. Yeah. So we, um, you know, I, I, I met Mike, um, who was the founder of testicular cancer society uh, it, it was a, a, a small organization, um, but he and his team are really passionate about it. And when I met him, I said, you know, this, let's work together on building more awareness because he really educated me on that. This is a, a one of the, the, the uh, what is it, the biggest cancers among men 18 to 35, oh. the most prominent cancer. Yeah. Um, and it's, my partner's Tom son had it as a baby, like four year old. But so it's eighteen to thirty five testicular cancer. 
Yeah, it's it's um, it's one of the most that's common your demo. answers. Yeah, that is, and that's and, and exactly that's our exact demo. Uh-huh. And you know, and we, where we sell a product to help you care for that for that area. So it was just it, we found our passion uh, fairly quickly. Is is, is what no, I remember you to. and their website sucked, and you had an idea to help them. It was kind of a win win. Yeah, so it, it's it's been amazing. So we we shot a PSA. And we took two golf balls and put it in a blue balloon and we taught men how to check themselves. And dudes Genius. actually wrote in to thank us. Of course. Um, that they, that they, that they found love. Who the hell else are they going to talk to? Like, that's like, <laughs> so now you got a mission. So it's, it's all around the mission. Yeah. So, um, the mission is we save balls and, you know, landscape saves balls from cuts and nicks and we help save lives by raising awareness with testicular cancer society. And is that on the packaging now or how are you doing that? Yeah, it's, it's on the packaging. We run days um, to, t- to teach men how to check themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's fairly, it's fairly easy. Just do this. Don't do it. Um, and so, you know, like once every quarter, you know, like when you're showering, check yourself. You know, yeah. If there's, if there's a lump. Yeah. I'll have my wife, my wife checks. It's a custom in the Jewish religion. Wife checks. The uh, I could talk for hours. I, I know you're busy, so I appreciate uh, you uh, you dialing in, Paul. Okay, be well. We'll talk soon. And thanks for uh, the uh, breaking news about uh, the weed whacker. How are you spelling that? W a c k e r. Yep, that's it. No H. Okay, got it. All right, you're the man, Paul. Uh, Say hi to everybody, and uh, we'll see you in San Diego this summer. Thanks, Howard. Cheers. What do you think? This so entertaining company. They're they're marketing superstar. Yeah, they they are marketing. Well, you know, you've got some Cleos. I mean, they did this all in house. This this I love the fact that they have a product that they can be creative with and they're not afraid to do it. Yeah, not fear. He's fearless, which is right? just the domain name. I laughed my ass and off for. The, the things they are doing and can do around this brand mm-hmm. is is limitless. Yeah. And it's only like three years old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it only raised well, a few million I dollars. I met him a year ago, a very impressive guy. Yeah. And he struggled, man. We, we were just trying to figure out, you know, we got him on a couple different paths, but he... Uh, Sometimes these guys just find their niche. All right. Hopefully that was uh, will be educational for everybody. But uh, I've come a long way from doctors, lawyers, accountants. There's so many opportunities for young people, and I think uh, I think Manscaped is like the the best iteration so far of like this omni-channel magic. You know, using all these tools from uh, uh, retail, DTC. TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, just, it's just a miracle at a point in time. And then uh, a lot of things have gone right, but I think it comes down to them understanding who they are and willing to take risks around the brand and stay true to it. All right. We'll be back with more panic with friends. This was not panic. Did you sense any panic? No, no. But remember, just because one company is doing well doesn't mean 99 aren't panicked. This is the miracle. You know, some people right. just, uh, he's had his share of panic at, around inventory and stuff, but everybody's going through panic. Luckily he's not. Uh, and, and they're hiring probably like crazy. So, uh, see everybody tomorrow.